You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Well, let's take that journey into mystery once again. This week we have a guest, Ian. We're we are welcoming another podcast host on the Geekly Media Network, Daniel Barroso. Hi. How's it Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you do you understand what it is that we're doing on this particular podcast? No, not exactly. <laughs> so let me good. <laughs> let me explain it to you since you already watched the movie. We are I Ian and myself went through and watched all of the MCU movies last year because we wanted to see if we could predict what was going to happen in the MCU coming phases of 4 and 5. Uh if not predict, hopefully see, you know, uh put out there what we want to see. Well, we got through all the MCU. <laughs> in a year because there was a pandemic and since the pandemic is still going on we decided to go through all the marvel movies that are not part of the mcu and thus you came in and got to be a part of howard the duck that is what we're watching tonight we we watched all the good movies i'm sorry (laughs) that's an hour and a half i'm not getting back I had that same thought. Oh, my God. Well, I say we get together, we write a letter to George Lucas, and we tell him how much we wanted an hour and a half of our life back. Okay, for, for it being George Lucas, and this is a take that I can save for later if you'd rather, but, like, the dude is so hot or cold on everything. It's like, it's either going to be fantastic or what the hell did you do there, George? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But before we get into talking about Howard the Duck from 1986, we're going to talk about a little bit of casting news in the MCU that we missed, that we hadn't talked about yet. And then we're going to talk a little bit about WandaVision. We're not going to spoil episode eight. We are going to just talk about the show in general and how it pertains to the rest of the MCU and what we hope to see. Then we will get into the Howard the Duck. So first off, I wanted to say... uh, did you realize that they had already cast someone to play America Chavez in the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie? Um, oh, no. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Strange is supposed to, or either Wanda is supposed to tie into Doctor Strange, or Doctor Strange is supposed to tie into Wanda. So uh, we we hopefully will get to see Doctor Strange before the end of the series. Um, but uh, yes, a uh, young actress by the name of I should have looked this up before I I, I did this. Co X O C H I T L, Chochello Chochito Gomez. Apparently, she was on Babysitters Club oh, on Netflix. Uh, okay, uh, Sochil. Sochil. Uh, That's how you so- pronounce it. Sorry. Okay, thank Sochi. you, Daniel. Uh, I, she, I only know that because uh, my friend's girlfriend—that's her name—so I had to learn <laughs> how to pronounce it. <laughs> is, is it is it the young actress that's going to be on the show or on the movie? 
Unfortunately, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, yeah, she's going to be playing America Chavez. Uh, America Chavez was introduced not too long ago in the MCU, I believe around 2011, something like that. Like back in the comics? Yeah, in the comics. Um, right. Yeah, she uh, she is from another dimension, not the Marvel 616 Earth, and she has a lot of incredible powers. She is... She is she is OP, as Daniel would say, and uh, <laughs> one of her powers is the ability to kick star-shaped holes in reality through dimensions, so she can travel from one dimension to another, uh, thus the reason why she is probably going to be a part of the Multiverse of Madness. I'm anticipating Multiverse of Madness having too many characters in it and not even in like a substantial way just in like a oh hey what's up i'm just walking through don't mind me kind of way (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I definitely feel like that's going to happen there's going to be a lot of people uh we're going to see a lot of characters we're going to see um you know if they decide to do uh spider-verse or uh something else like that then those characters will probably come into play there too. Right. Um, um did you watch Babysitters Club? I did not. No. Yeah, neither did I. So I I don't I'm not I never really, did. I'm never not really familiar with her uh her her work at this moment. But they've done pretty definitely good. Definitely not her definitely not a show that would catch my attention at this point in my life yeah i think i think i remember i read i think i read one of those books when i was younger maybe one or two (laughs) it was that and like the boxcar kids or boxcar children i forgot about the boxcar children (laughs) hey you're a bunch of orphans and i adopted you but you don't get to live in the house i got your boxcar for you live out there (laughs) is that what that story was Oh, that's why I remember. I think they got to live in the house, but they like ran a detective agency or something out of the boxcar. Uh, I'm sure that's what it was. Um, but yeah, same era as like the Hardy Boys. Where yeah, everybody so, was a detective. I mean, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, they're all detectives. Encyclopedia Brown, like kid detective, right. is is the it was the going thing. So it makes a lot of sense. Ridiculous. Okay, uh, next piece of casting. That was back in December when they announced uh, uh, Rewe, or not Rewe, um, America Chavez. But uh, a couple weeks ago, oh, I guess that was in December also? Dominic Thorne uh, was cast in uh, the Ironheart series as Riri Williams. Uh, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, Disney Plus. When they had their Investor Day um summit special event that's what it is event uh online kevin feige came out and told us we're going to be getting an ironheart series now if you know remember the ironheart from uh the comic books after tony stark was killed during civil war ii i believe um riri williams a very intelligent young woman created her own iron man outfit or armor and and went through and uh essentially became Iron Man or a version of Iron Man uh, to take up that that mantle. And uh, once Tony Stark returned from the dead, you know, as comic book characters do, she yeah. took on the name of Iron Heart. So uh, Dominic Thorne, uh, I think the I think her she's got a lot of theatrical um, 
credits, but I think the her movie stuff would be uh, if Bill Street could talk uh, is a, a big uh, big okay credit of hers. Uh, she's also in the most recent most recently she was in Judas and the Black Messiah, which uh, just just premiered on HBO Max and in theaters. If you were able to go to theaters, any any thoughts on Riri Williams as a character? I'm excited about it. Yeah, like I I think it's a it's a cool turn. Um, obviously we have an empty seat at the table because Tony is dead. Um, so it makes sense to bring her in because we need, <clears throat> like, we need, a another like armor wearer. Cause like, you're not just going to leave war machine out here to do it by himself. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm also kind of really excited to listen to everybody scream about it again as they did the first time around with Ruby Williams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to see just how fragile some people are. I mean, Um, they are very, very fragile. Uh, Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting because we also got announced a Armor Wars TV series starring War Machine or Don, Don Cheadle as War Machine. Yeah. So how this will possibly lead into that, uh, we'll have, well, I mean, she's, she's creating her own armor using specs from Iron Man, Tony Stark. It's got, it's got to lead in there somehow. I would, I would imagine. Do you think those specs are just like online in the, like in the Marvel universe? Like, can you just Google like Iron Man armor and it'll like give you the specs on his armor? I mean, we know in Iron Man 2 they weren't, but I would, I don't know. I feel like at some point Tony Stark would have been like, yeah, here, here's open source on the tech. Like, if you have the intelligence to put it together and make it, I mean, obviously he wouldn't leave himself vulnerable. So, like, like and give out the code to his firewall or anything like that. But I, I feel like he would definitely put the armor tech itself out there or at least. Mach one through ten or something like out there on yeah, the like, internet, like like old armor. Yeah, you'd be like, there you go, go nuts. But you- that sounds like a bad idea because the government or you know, you know, enemies to the United States could you know definitely use it in the comic you know you know universe. <laughs> I mean, ha- Hammer Tech would be like, we got it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right, Daniel. That's that's very true. I would. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I just feel like he would at least put something out there for people to to mess around. But that that might be taken away from Riri, Riri herself. Like she's just intelligent enough to have reverse engineered the tech just from sight. Or 100%. maybe she gets her hand on to. I don't really know the story of Riri. I just know that she became Iron Man at one point. So, like, absolutely. I was just that was more of a question of like, do you think like anybody could Google that? Do you think it could just be like? <laughs> Yeah, but like, what's it really made of? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Um, I, I definitely, I mean, once again, we talked about this before. This, this brings in the idea of the Young Avengers possibly coming through. Uh, we with with the introduction of the twins in Wandavision, uh, Riri Williams, America Chavez. We're getting Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. We're getting. We have Cassie Lang already in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, and we ha- we're going to be getting another actress as Cassie Lang. It will be the third third actress to play her. Um, 
I I think I saw somewhere that they they talk about uh Eli Bradley. Yeah, who plays who is Patriot in the Young Avengers. But that would be for the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, so we'll see if that if he shows up there. I'm I'm really thinking that we're going to be getting a Young Avengers something. Yeah. Based on all of the like younger characters coming in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it makes the sense like you you can bring in all these young characters and then you'll have a cast that will be around for a while, like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That makes me say <clears throat> if the MCU is going to be doing the Young Avengers, all right, Zack Snyder and anybody thinking about doing a DC movie, stay the hell away from Young Justice. It's <laughs> perfect the way it is and you don't need to touch it, all right? I'm glad we had this talk. I don't, don't you? Know. Hey, mm. I need. I need. I think I need a live action Calderon. Like that would be a great character and story <sighs> to to play out. It would be good, but like, but like, we don't need a Snyder cut of that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. If you can get someone like, uh, uh, Pony let me Smasher, do it. Sure. Who's the the director of um, Shazam? The Shazam movies, hmm. like if you can get okay, that kind of feel, good. yeah, I, I yes. would go with that. So that would be fantastic. But you, you keep, I, I have lost all faith in Zack Snyder. You keep him away from everything at this point. Yeah, that's that's where I, I'm at. I'm not. I'm not. I am both looking forward to and dreading watching Je- Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, I'm not watching it. That's that's the way it's gonna go. I, I mean. I have nope. to watch. Like I would, I would just be stewing if I didn't watch it. I don't. I don't know. I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it. I just wanted. I'm just gonna be happy that it's over. I hope after it's finally aired, we don't have to hear about it anymore. Oh, we're gonna hear about it. I know because <laughs> it's gonna suck, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh no, see, well, the studio told me I had to cut this, this, and this. So actual Snyder cut. Let's get it trending. Let's do it. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. no. You don't." You don't get a third crack at this. Put it down. You're done. Um, anyway, that was super tangential. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I did. I Oh, which speaking of young actors, like, did you either one of you hear about the, like, Tom Holland doesn't have a contract after the third Spider-Man movie? Or as we now know, Spider-Man away from home or, oh yeah, away from home, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Yes. But uh, yeah, I heard about that too, that he doesn't have a contract anymore. That makes me sad. Can we get another drunken crying phone call, please? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't see how they don't back up a truck and be like, hey, money. Like, I know it's Sony that's got to pay them, but like, just be like, hey, Disney, you know, you want to keep this going. So let's go ahead and like, just, Go halvesies. <laughs> Smell the cash cow. Yeah. Tom Holland. Tom <laughs> Holland is the best Tom thing Holland to happen. Spider-Man. Yeah. Tom Holland is the best thing to happen to Spider-Man since the first Tobey Maguire movie. I, I'm glad that, well, you should say the second Tobey Maguire movie or else you're going to have Alex on you. The first one is where it started. I <laughs> can come fight me if he wants. He knows where I live. He's too scared. He won't <laughs> fight him, coward. <laughs> right. 
like, damn. If they get rid of Tom Holland, I'm gonna be sad. I, I I don't see I don't see why they would I and I don't see why Tom Holland wouldn't say yes. Like I understand that the, the price might not be right, but I'm sure they can come to an agreement. And like he talks, <laughs> yeah, he does talk. <laughs> but like, don't make the same mis- money talks. Sorry, oh, money <laughs> talks. Got it. Okay. Don't don't be. I can't remember his name from the first Iron Man. Who was like, Nah, nah. I need more money. And they were Terrence like, Howard? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that here. I don't think that that's the way that would go. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, maybe they just maybe they just don't have a need for him at the moment. Maybe I. I Spider Man's pre- yeah. I was gonna say Spider Man's a bit, pretty big part of of the Marvel universe in everything. General. Uh, which is already super hard because it seems like a lot of their the characters, like their villains, Spider Man's villains, don't get to come over into the rest of the MCU. So, like, where does <sighs> where does the kingpin fall? Is he going to get to be in the MCU or is he part of Spider Man's universe? Like, obviously, he used to be in Daredevil, but has that yeah, changed? He, he was in Daredevil, so isn't that? Marvel at this point still? It, it is. It's Marvel at this point, but I don't know. Things change. They make deals. Oh. <laughs> All right, Disney. Listen. <clears throat> let me I'm I'm gonna talk directly to Disney here for a second. Um get your head out of your ass. <laughs> uh bring over the defenders into the MCU. Keep Iron Fist the hell away from it though. But you like the other him. Yeah, you know what? Recast him. Never have him bring up the fact that he's actually the Iron Fist because we get it. You know, we get it. Um, but at the bare minimum, we need Daredevil back. Daredevil. I, I mean, I like the Punisher. So I. Yeah, he was he was a good Punisher. <laughs> yeah, John Bernthal as the Punisher was good. Luke Cage was, was good. good. Like Jessica Jones was good. I even yeah. ended up liking a lot of uh, Iron Fist. I mean, it's a bad show, but I ended up liking <laughs> the end of it. It was so garbo, though. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it really is fair. <laughs> um, all right. The last piece of casting news that I wanted to bring up is something that's going to, I hope, interest Ian. Uh, Ethan Hawke is going to play the villain in Moon Knight. So, uh, you have my attention. I was going to say, I would say like (laughs) a a week, a day or a week doesn't go by that Ian and myself send a, a Moon Knight themed or meme to each other (laughs) just because they're hilarious. I, I love for anybody who's new here. I love the Dracula. You nerd. Where the fuck's my money memes (laughs) from Moon Knight. (laughs) 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 <laughs> or the fact that he's like really into ketamine for some reason. <laughs> like, I love it. They're my they're some of my favorite memes. So if you find them, please send them to me at eonflux12 on Twitter, and we can laugh about them together. Thank you. There you go. There you go. But yes, uh, Ethan Hawke, who at one time was very unimpressed with comic book movies in general. And he spoke out about it when Logan came out. He said people were telling me Logan was such a great movie that it wasn't just a good, it wasn't a good comic book movie. It was just a great movie in general. And he's like, Nah, that's that's a great comic book movie. It's not that great of a movie. And like, 
he didn't give the respect to the comic book movie. Well, now he's going to be in a comic book TV series. Wasn't he? Wait, wasn't he like? Yeah, no, go go for it, Daniel. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I mean, what uh, wasn't he uh, uh, teasing that you know he was going to audition for like Negan or something on his Instagram and, and like you know that's part of doing the whole comic book thing. Oh, I don't, I don't remember him talking about like auditioning for for Negan. A lot of people did though. A lot of people put it up on their their Instagram social media is like, oh, you know, this this bat means something, ha ha ha, like kind of thing. But I don't, I don't remember Ethan Hawke. But that right. I, I could see it. I could see him being Negan. Like obviously, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is has made the role his at this point. But uh, yeah. Ethan Hawke yep. would have been an interesting choice. Wasn't he on the same side of the line as like Scorsese about like comic book movies? He wasn't nearly as harsh. Like Scorsese's like they're just theme park rides. They're not cinematic and it's like, mm, I don't I don't think so, Mr. <laughs> like like tell me tell me that when Cap pulls Mjolnir to himself for the first time that that's not cinematic. Tell me Tell me that all of Black Panther is not a cinematic movie. Like that is a great movie right there. I will still I will still claim that the only thing wrong with Black Panther is the fact that they killed off Andy Serkis. <laughs> I mean um, that was a decision that they made. It's an unfortunate one, but it's one that they made. <laughs> now you don't get Andy Serkis in the MCU at all. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coogler? Never mind. I've talked to too many people directly. <laughs> you're, you're spared this week. Making a note. I'll get you next week, Coogler. Now, I don't know too many of Moon Knight's direct villains other than Dracula. So, <laughs> Big same. I'm here just for the memes. So That's do you think <laughs> maybe he's going to be playing Dracula? I can see Ethan Hawke as Dracula. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and... I'm I'm adamant that where's my fucking money needs to be in the money. It uh, needs to be in the movie at least once because they have to pay tribute to the memes in X three. The last stand we get. I'm the juggernaut bitch. That's like, right. There you go. It's not unprecedented. I need it. And now, now that we've seen the, you know, one of the latest trailers for, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you have the Joker saying, we live in a society. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. <laughs> they're going to be, they play, they, maybe they pay tribute to memes. So if you get Oscar Isaac to say, write to Ethan Hawke, look here, nerd. <laughs> I'm looking for my money. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> Zachary Eleanor Snyder. <laughs> Eleanor, please refrain from ever touching a comic book property ever again. I mean, he three hundred's great, and Watchmen is great. Those are fantastic. Um, the first two Star Trek movies he did were fantastic. That's J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's J.J. Abrams. My bad. I got them confused there for a minute, but that doesn't make any less of a point. <laughs> I was trying to give you work of somebody else there, bud, and you wouldn't take it because, no, the studio decided to cut out a bunch of my work, and we weren't going to take it, and 
watch out here comes star trek into darkness Zack snyder cut like <laughs> I, yes he should just get Zack snyder cut of, of other people's work i love that, that idea <laughs> this has an hour and a half of benedict cumberpatch as, as Khan just staring at the camera breathing uh, <laughs> take out all the lens flares and just sit there and, and be darker about it all and it's in it's in it's in grayscale now it's monochromatic because justice is gray oh that, that one hurt me so much that hurts so much Ugh, malfoy said it best it's in high contrast because black and white hides your mistakes <laughs> uh all right so th- those right. are the three pieces of of mcu casting that i wanted to talk about i i hope that you're all as excited as i am uh for what we're getting in the future absolutely but yeah. speak but speaking of one wandavision well i mean have you have, i talked about it with ian last week a little bit but daniel have you been enjoying the show yeah definitely like i, I definitely do enjoy um first episode or two was a little bit slow but then definitely picked up and i am enjoying it thoroughly like this was literally our bread and butter on televised heroics we would talk about uh comic book television shows so how do you feel like it's living up to the comic book i've never read a wanda comic book in my life but i mean i have read uh house of them so you know it it has those vibes really well done Mm mm-hmm I know we said that we weren't going to talk about the new episode because, you know, Daniel hasn't seen it yet, but I I love when we find out that the whole thing is actually just taking place in a dream in Cars 2. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lightning McQueen is like, hmm, I like that Wanda lady. <laughs> uh, but, so, but so far, like... Oh, I can't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Agatha as a character was, was was very much not a villain in the comic books. Uh, so, how did you feel when they had that reveal, Daniel? I wasn't expecting it. Just uh, without and was just typically expecting Fisto to pop up, but I guess it's uh, Agatha. But I did a little bit of research, but I thought uh, uh, Agatha was like, uh, is Wanda's like mentor or something. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely not a villain. She is a good guy then in the, in the comics. Yeah. Like she was introduced as the, the, the governess, the babysitter of, of Franklin Richards, Reed and Sue's, uh, Reed and Sue's son. Um, at, at another point, she is, you know, they, they flesh out her story a little bit more. She, she's, she protects the, uh, the fantastic four. And then eventually, yes, she teaches Wanda like how to harness her magic powers. Uh, kind of like, nope. Uh, just basically, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they make it, they're making her out to be a villain in the show. Uh, in in House of well in Avengers Disassembled right before House of M, you see that like Wanda believes her to be a villain because she made her forget about her sons, uh, and and then she essentially kills Agatha. So 
I don't know if that's how it's going to play out in this show or not, but it's it's definitely going to be uh, something going forward. Do you would either one of you like to see Catherine Hahn as Agatha, not Christie, Agatha <laughs> Harkness in uh, future MCU movies? Absolutely. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> All I can see is her character from Parks and Rec, where she hates kids and hates Pawnee. <laughs> um, and that makes the character... <laughs> all the better <laughs> i have to go it smells like poor people here like, <laughs> that just makes it so much better to like I, I i will take as much of her in this role as we can possibly get yeah i mean she is such a diverse actor like if you just think about her character in in, in parks and rec to her character here to doing the voice of Doc Ock in Spider Verse, like mm-hmm. she's she's great and she she can she has quite the range. Uh, did, her role I mean, in Step Brothers, there's her role in Step Brothers, her role in Bad Moms. If you watch that, like it's all I good haven't. stuff. I've heard it's great though. It's it's Bad Moms is actually really funny. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm also a I, big Kristen Bell fan though, so. <laughs> that's that's fair <laughs> i uh making sure that i have my 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 comics like my my storylines aligned here because i think we talked about this forever ago like towards the beginning of journey to mystery i am not as well versed in marvel i spend most of my time in the dc pool of comics um <laughs> So I have a, a working knowledge of Marvel. Um, but that means I do get my like big moments confused. Was Wanda's uh, No More Mutants, was that in House of M? That was the end of House of M. After she okay. found out that she was being exploited by her brother, Pietro, with using for to use her powers, she was just like, screw you people. There's too many mutants. No more mutants. And we were left with it was like 70% of mutants were killed. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was like I forget oh 198 was the amount of mutants that was left. There was 198 mutants left left on so, earth. Uh, more than 70%. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was quite a bit. Yeah. So I think since we don't have mutants introduced into the MCU yet, they might still stick with that, but I kind of want no more heroes as the line. That could be pretty cool. Uh, however, I was thinking that this one is, is I mean, there were not, re- we still haven't used the word mutants or anything like that. No they more were, miracles? This, well, the show is, is leaning heavily into magic. So what if she said no more magic at the end of this? Whoa. Well, and I, that would Strange bring, is done. Exactly. That brings brings in Doctor Strange right away. And if we remember from the end of, of Doctor Strange, the first movie, that's what Baron... What's his name? Uh, the dude who's like too many warlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, there's there's too many wizards in this world, or too many sorcerers, or too much. Ma- I don't remember. Yeah. What, what was his name? Baron something. Matt Mickelson. No, not Matt Mickelson. It's it's Chiwetel Ejiofor's character. Uh, it's okay. It will uh, come to us eventually. 
So I'm be in the middle of Howard the Duck and just be like, there we go. There it is. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he wanted to say Baron Zemo, and I know that's not it. That's that's the bad guy in Falcon Winter Soldier now. Um, but Mordred? Mor- Mordrew? Baron Mordrew. Mordu? Mordu. There you go. There we go. We got it. <laughs> Everybody calm down. I hear your little Twitter fingers going. We're fine. You guys are doomed. <laughs> this is what happens when you send a bunch of DC kids to talk about Marvel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, mean, I definitely, I could see something like that. Like no more magic or, you know, m- you know, more magic or more mutants or more miracles at the end of this. I don't know. Anything, anything could happen. I want my brother back. <laughs> Necromancy is hard. <laughs> oh, we get that's when we get the Fox universe like Quicksilver. <laughs> we get we get Peter Maximov. And Ooh. he's just like he's like, oh hey, what's up? Uh <laughs> I didn't know I had a sister. Uh <laughs> well, Daniel, when once you watch the newest episode, you'll have to talk back at us to see what you think. All right. Now let's go ahead and get into Howard the Duck from 1986. Uh, this movie was famously produced by George Lucas. Yep, that George Lucas gave you Star that Wars. George Lucas <laughs> also gave us duck boobs. <laughs> he gave us mm-hmm. two pairs of duck boobs in this movie within like minutes of each other. <laughs> um,. <laughs> We also had the the director and one of the writers for this movie was Willard Huyck, H-U-Y-C-K. Yeah, uh, seemed very appropriate for this uh, for being part of Disney now. Uh, he only has three other credits as a director. Uh, in 1984, he did he did Best Defense, which is a Eddie Murphy Dan Aykroyd movie, I believe. French Postcards in 1979 and Messiah of Evil in 1973. So after Howard the Duck, oh, I'm sorry, Best Defense was Dudley Moore, not and not Dan Aykroyd. It's, it's Dudley Moore and Eddie Murphy. But uh, after Howard the Duck, he didn't direct another movie. Like that is saying something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Can we go back and watch the Incredible Hulk stuff again? <laughs> Don't worry. Next week is the return of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Incredible Hulk returns. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So premise of this movie, we get we get Howard T. Duck as we learn in his mail as he comes into the, his apartment. He lives on a planet that's just the. The apex species is ducks. That's right. And they have they have the ascent of duck like we have the ascent of man. Like they just evolved and they are now the they are the apex animal there. They're the apex species. He Can gets we- ripped through space. Yeah, just to land in Cleveland. <laughs> can we can we also ask why why the the museum Tim Robbins works for would have a a chart of of a duck evolving into like a humanoid duck? Humanoid? <laughs> Wait, you you don't have one of those? No. Like, does he oh. does he also have one for like every animal? Like, is there probably a, just in case? 
yeah, just in case, uh, uh, yeah. uh, anamorphic like dog or giraffe shows up, like there's the version of the evolution of man there. Right, right. Okay, fair. <clears throat> but he gets ripped through space, lands in Cleveland, but Cleveland actually looks like, um, like, uh, when we're down in the sewers and all that stuff in the uh, live-action Mario movie. (laughs) 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 And, uh, yeah, there's there's a girl that plays in a band. They end up hanging out. They also end up making out, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, it's a wild time. There's uh, stop-motion monsters that rip out of the principal from Ferris Bueller. I'm kind of just doing any explains here impromptu. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) it's, uh, it's, It's a wild movie. It's a wild ride. If you haven't seen it, cool <laughs> you're uh, okay you don't need to but it's you don't need to <laughs> it's uh-uh. a, there, there's an opportunity to watch something that you would definitely remember you watched yeah. not so much remember what the movie was about <laughs> it's a for for being a movie about a duck it's a really sexual movie very sexual he works I mean, at a sex club for a little bit. Like what? That's well. That is the thing with Howard the Duck. Like in the comic books, he's very sexual and crude, and you know, smokes cigars, shoots guns, drinks alcohol. Uh, however, this movie is PG. Yeah. Like as much sex that happens or is insinuated in this movie, I don't think they should have. It should have been PG. Like that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um. It it was it was wild. I I have no other words than just it, it was it was wild. Daniel, when we watched this movie, we watched it with another friend, John, who has been on this podcast and is another co-host on uh, Geekly Media. He had some information about the special effects on this movie. Do you remember it? Uh, he said that basically George Lucas came up with new animation CGI software, and that's why we got that the aliens at the end of the movie so you can test out his technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially this movie was just a way for George Lucas and industrial light and magic to test out new tech, uh, that they would eventually sell to Pixar and Disney and stuff like that. While we're, while we're talking about special effects, um, I didn't care enough to Google it. So I figured I'd just ask here. Um, <clears throat> Is is Howard just like a puppet the whole time, or is it a person in a suit? Both. So if you go to the IMDb for this movie, you you'll see that there are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people credited with being Howard the Duck in this. Uh, some of them would be the puppeteers. Chip Zine is the voice. And I would assume at least one of these people is the, is a person that's inside uh, the suit. Okay. So, yeah, you get a lot of people to make Howard the Duck move. Now, this is, to me, this is obvious precursor technology to what we see in 1989's um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, e- even the mm-hmm. eyes are very similar. And the mouth movement of his bill to their bills... Uh, it seems very familiar. I hadn't made that connection, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Leah Thompson plays Beverly. Um, I think most people remember her from Back to the Future. A lot of people also remember her from Caroline in the City. Uh, Jeffrey Jones is the somewhat antagonist of this movie, which is very interesting for a hour and 30 minute movie. Like he doesn't show up until halfway through. Uh, and then he doesn't get turned into the bad guy until like another 10, 15 minutes after that. So yeah, like with, <laughs> uh, the earlier Marvel movies, um, <clears throat> particularly Dr. Strange, uh, nothing really happens. Until like the back quarter of the movie, <laughs> aside from weird sexual things that make everyone watching uncomfortable. You know, I think it's also fair to point out that this is the first one in our in our second season, so to speak, that isn't been a, a made for TV movie. This is a movie that was made for the theaters. Yes, finally. Yes. <laughs> I mean, after Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Captain America, and Incredible Hulk, we finally get to a movie that was made for the theatrical release, and it happens to be Howard the Duck. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for it. <laughs> like, I just love the idea of these Marvel execs well, I assume they weren't actually Marvel execs, but the people at Marvel Comics were like, we need to sell off properties. Like, we need to make money off of these things. Let's let's sell off these properties to whoever. And they were like, okay, should we make a Spider-Man movie? Should we make a, a Captain America movie? No, no, those did poorly on TV. So let's go ahead and make a Howard the Duck movie. But... Hold on. I'm sure there weren't, you know, it is the 80s. Are you sure they weren't doing lines of coke and like, yeah, man, sounds like a good idea. Do it. Make it. Yeah. I'm sure that's what George Lucas was doing when he decided to buy the, the, the movie, the rights to the movie. Ugh. But like, Mitch, what would your pitch for this movie be? My pitch for a Howard the Duck movie? I definitely would not have brought him to Earth and make him a fish out of water. I would have just made it so that he was, you know, he was doing his thing on his planet maybe maybe someone like the guardians of the galaxy like it doesn't have to be them it could be any of the space people like show up and be like hey we need your help and boom he's he's in outer space already starts shooting shit <laughs> i'm on board for that i mean it, could, it, it it literally just be like a, a a a space adventure you didn't he didn't need to come to earth and be like I mean, half about half the movie is him dealing with people screaming because he's a walking, talking, three foot duck. But he does find love, which is weird. Also, again, weird. Like it. It's how did audiences in 1986 in a movie theater like like accept this? They're like, yeah, I'm all for it. This lady and this duck are gonna get it on. They were all doing lines of code, so they were just like, <laughs> "Oh, so much coke in the eighties. <laughs> I, I think they should have sold this movie as Howard the Duck with the tagline, "The Duck that Fucks." Like, <laughs> I'm not. I I don't doubt that that wasn't the tagline on some posters. They just had the like the U with an asterisk in it or something. <laughs> I hope so. 
It's the only thing that saves this movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to, if anybody who listens, like, went and saw this movie in the theater, like, just to tweet at me and talk to me about what your your first... I mean, I, I remember watching this, like, on VHS, but that would have been in the 90s, probably. Uh, so, it's just... I can't imagine that this did... Like, I, I know it didn't do well, like, monetarily, but I can't imagine it did well with audiences. Like, yeah, what is going on in this movie? There's just so much lights and and loud noises and no substance. None. <laughs> if, if they were to break this down into something that was edible... Um, there would be no calories to this. <laughs> there would be nothing to sustain your life off of this. But it would also um, have like a super sour, stingy taste. Like you would. Have yeah. Heard. And I'm. I'll say it. If this is your favorite movie, I'm gonna judge you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like. Get to the scene where the three of them are at a diner, and it, it it's obviously like a, a Western diner that decided, you know what, it's the 80s, and everybody's eating sushi now, so we're going to become a sushi diner, and they're mixing two cultures, but I also feel offended like for both sides of my heritage. like just The white <laughs> oh, side of yeah. me and the Asian side of me is like, this is wrong. <laughs> this, is, this is a gross misuse of this. <laughs> I really didn't just I didn't understand the the thought process on that like I I don't know that it, and then like all right so now we we're we're super angry so we're all just going to team up on this duck guy and and we that we thought was a kid for a little while and and throw him on the grill and start to chop him up and I I don't know eat him were they going to eat him I think I let good duck so? go to waste <laughs> There you go. That you you make some like a lot of peking duck to go to go around for everybody. And for in that same scene, he gets real upset about the fried eggs on his plate, uh saying, "What am I a cannibal? First off, those are probably chicken eggs." My exactly. Guy. Exactly. Um, and you're not going to be all butthurt about it when you're on the order spinner, spinning around, kicking people in the face, and there's ducks plucked and like baked down, like hanging behind you. Like that's not that. going to bug you. Yeah. I didn't even nah. notice that. That is probably the reason why it is a uh, like Asian restaurant fusion wow. thing, just so that they could have the the roasted duck in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was an actual scene where. They were like, "Oh, the special is fucking roasted duck," and he's gonna freak out. And they were like, eh, "Maybe that went that was yeah. a little too far. Let's let's go ahead and back off of that." But that's the thing that went too far. <laughs> Surprisingly, not also, the, oh, go ahead, Ian. Uh, not the actively trying to have relations with a human lady. <laughs> nope. Nope. Because she, for some reason, was coming on to him, and he's like, "Nah, nah, nah." Unless, <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously, I think you need to go talk to a therapist if you're like, yeah, that duck is sexy, right? <sighs> I think I think that aspect of this movie is what has me so hung up. Where it's just like, how is this? How is any of this pertinent to the movie? Like, 
sex in movies, nudity in movies, whatever. Right. As long as there's some sort of like pertinence to the story, then do what you're going to do. You know what I mean? But like this one, okay. He works at some weird, like hot tub sex club. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so that they Why? can have the scene where they, the guy throws him into the hot tub. Like that's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he got, duck playboy and we see duck boobs and then not even two minutes later we see more duck boobs why what is the point here luke i mean it's wanted it it's kind of funny i'm not gonna (laughs) lie like it's like eh, duck breasts i get it uh but like what the hell and then he's all passed out in beverly's apartment and she's just going through his wallet and he just has an unwrapped condom in his wallet. What is that? What was yeah, that about? Why is there an unwrapped condom in your wallet? That's not how that works. <laughs> All right. Anybody Maybe they didn't want to pay home, for the placement. Right. Anybody listening at home, um, if you're about to, to be intimate or know someone in the biblical sense and they pull a condom from their wallet and it's unwrapped. Quickly call Uber. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna you're gonna want to get out of that house, that apartment, yeah. that home. Uh, yeah, that, that's you're, not a you're good gonna want to go. You're gonna want to go. Oh no, I left the oven on. <laughs> I have to go home, and my whole place gonna burn down. You're not touching me with that gross, crusty, dried out. Don't know where that's been. Wallet condom. Like, no. I mean, is, did you did he use it and then put it back? Is that what's going on there? Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I mean, we haven't even touched on the the second half, the second quarter, the the thir- fourth quarter of this movie, because that's where the the quote-unquote stakes come in because in trying to get Howard back home, Jeffrey Jones's character of Dr. whatever, like, accidentally... Jennings. Dr. Jennings accidentally also pulled other aliens into our dimension and one is taking over his body and possessing him, which then gives him superpowers, which that's where, like, th- that claymation wasn't bad but also like the, his his like light force lightning and and uh moving shit with his mind like it all started to get better like like special effects wise i thought it was still campy and dumb it, i mean it was but this is 1986 unforgivable <laughs> i'm not saying that it has to be like the pinnacle of modern filmmaking magic I'm just saying, if it looks like you took a, if it looks like you took like a, like a magic marker, and just went lightning, ah, and like there we go, um, you lost me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the Overlord is coming. He's going to bring more Overlords to Earth, so that they can either take it over or destroy Earth, like. He says both at certain times. Like, if you're going to take it over, why would you want to destroy it? Don't you want, like, people to be your slaves? Fucking all of those. Like, okay, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Um, but 
having uh, Jeffrey Jones play the character, uh, like I could not get past what we eventually will will come to learn about him, and like mm, I I don't know, like it just was cringy every time I saw him on the screen. <clears throat> so I know nothing about him other than he's the the principal in Ferris Bueller. Is is he a shitbag? We don't have to get into it. Yeah, I mean he got caught with child porn on his phone on his oh. computer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're a shitbag, bro. Yep. Yep. So there's that. Yeah, going going back to watching uh Beetlejuice, it's kinda hard every time, you know, just seeing him on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ferris Bueller, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you accept it and you you like acknowledge the fact that he is a bad person, I, I don't see why you can't still love Ferris Bueller. Fair. His, his bad actions don't affect the the rest of that lovable cast. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Minus you, minus you, Charlie Sheen. I'm looking at you. You suck. <laughs> I mean, that's two people in that movie. <laughs> but Charlie Sheen's in there for like maybe five minutes. That's so true. Like, He's not in it for that much at all. <clears throat> Did you watch that that uh, the movies that made us? <clears throat> no. Oh, that has that. That's that doesn't. Does that one? Oh, I can't. On Netflix, it's the movies that made us, and I don't know if they do Ferris Bueller or not, but I know they do Dirty Dancing, which is also Jennifer Grey. So, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyways, <laughs> uh, as they team, you know, you got Beverly and and Howard teaming up with Tim Robbins' character, and they uh, eventually have to defeat the Overlord. He gets a big gun. That's essentially how they win. Howard gets a big gun and he has to destroy the device that could possibly send him home. So he's stuck. He's stuck here on earth. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Like he's also the band's manager. So, so he gets and Beverly's band kind of rips. Like I like they're kind of rad. I I would go see them. (laughs) Did you, did you catch their name? I didn't. Daniel? Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. Which makes me think, what, 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 that's, uh, who was that? Who, 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 who sings that song? Yeah, Joan Jett. So is it Joan Jett or is it like, uh, The Runaways? Uh, Joan Jett and the, oh crap. The Heartbreak? No. Heartbreakers? No, that's, that's, nope. that's someone else in the Heartbreakers. Perry? Something Perry? Okay, uh, let's see. Joan Jett. Tom Petty? Might Tom be Petty. Joan, Joan right. Jett. It's okay. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Thank you. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But it's Joan Jett and the Blackhearts? Yes. <clears throat> okay. I thought. <laughs> so do you think Runaways, they started off as a Joan Jett like cover band? With a keytar. I, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a keytar. <laughs> and a standing drummer. Electric drums at the end. With electric drums, she stands. Because that's not (laughs) impractical and exhausting. (laughs) Well, that also means she didn't have a bass drum. Well, it's an electric kit, so she could probably still have like. Uh, Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And it just triggers elsewhere. Uh huh. But like, standing and playing the drums is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so once again, we come to this part where we talk about what if, assuming they they made toys of this movie. <laughs> what was the what's the action action figure you hope you would have saw coming out of here, Daniel? Or the duck action figure with uh with the cigar as his accessory. I, I mean, it definitely would be a cigar as a accessory. Uh, Ian, what outside of Howard the Duck himself, what would what would you like to have seen? I want the entire. I, I want all of Cherry Bomb the band as like a, <laughs> as like a set that you can collect, and they with all the come with their set? instruments. Yeah, um, you've seen in the stores they do like the the Marvel Legends uh, like action figures that all have like a piece that you collect the whole set. And you can build another thing, right? Yeah, so they all come with their instrument. Drummer comes with drumsticks, and they all have a different piece of that electric kit that comes with them. <laughs> so you literally have to get all four of them just so you could finish out the band. Yeah, I mean, oh, and and um, what's his face? The 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 janitor scientist guy. Um, he's also a part of that set, but he comes with uh, he comes with a cowbell. Oh, I was gonna say. Gonna be, I was going to say he yeah. comes with the clipboard because he's the stage manager at the end. <laughs> yeah, but after he runs out the guitar to, to Howard's little tiny guitar, because why would they have that? They've not established that he can play guitar. We've seen that he can play piano, sure. But, like, those are not comparable skills. <laughs> um, no, it's just like being a doctor. As soon as you play one instrument, you get to play all the instruments. If you're a doctor in one science, you're a doctor in all science. I, f- I forgot. You're your you're music person? Make music. <laughs> Do they have, like, an equivalent to ACDC and his duck home planet because he was doing like the bond scott uh fucking jumps and skips when he was playing the guitar i don't know if anybody caught that i did we're probably called so that they're probably some sort of duck pun over there (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure yeah i'm sure that they 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 do have an acdc equivalent in duck hatton is that what it was called i think so yeah Yeah. Um, over there on duck earth let <laughs> me get my duck car and fly on my duck plane <laughs> what's their batman bat duck bat duck <laughs> if it's bat duck does that mean that he, does he have batarangs or does he have duckarangs duckarangs <laughs> i would say they they he have batarangs because it's not manarangs fair i'll give you i'll give you that one uh, I'll, I'll concede that point i'm still mad about it so in, in uh leah thompson who plays beverly has in recent years expressed interest in making a new uh howard the duck movie especially with the mcu taking off the way it is but she would love to be the director of the next howard the duck movie which i'm all for i'm sure she's yeah i know she directs a lot of tv I'd be down. We've already... we go. What was that? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you, you broke up there a little bit there, Daniel. What was that? You go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, we, we've already seen what George Lucas and a dude who ruined his career over this movie can do. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, I, I would trust her infinitely more with the property at this point to make it something that's, like, fun and not just 
awkward to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, she has directed uh, a lot of episodes of The Goldbergs, a lot of episodes of Schooled, um, the TV series, the DC TV series Stargirl, uh, Katie Keene, Young Sheldon, The Kids Are All Right, Mom, Switched at Birth, which I believe she was in. So, and American Housewife. She, she's got the quite the directing career uh, behind her now. So, yeah. Anything in this movie that either one of you would like to see other than Howard the Duck himself in a future MCU movie? No, I'm good. This one can stay where it's at. <laughs> Usually I, I try to get something out of it, but this one, nope. I wouldn't <laughs> mind in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 if we saw the overlords and they and they kept the the cheesy looking like claymation version of them and then like star lord and gamora like actually made comment about it well why does he look why does it look so weird and they're just like that's just what they look like like kind of thing okay i'd be down for that (laughs) (laughs) so all right there you have it howard the duck 1986 daniel where can people find you online you can find me on Twitter at Super Commie Daniel. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and then Instagram Dan. Wow, we Danny definitely the destroyer. Yeah, we lost him for a little bit. Danny the Destroyer, right? Yeah, on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Ian, where can we find you? So you can find me throughout the week. Over on twitch.tv slash Ianflux, you can find me on Twitter at Ianflux12, and you can find me on Instagram at Ianflux. There's also a Facebook page that I post videos and stuff, too. I'm also on YouTube, Ianflux over there. Just look for the picture of my face. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's me. That's Ianflux, spelled I-A-N-F-L-U-X on Twitter. I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the numbers one, two. Hey, Mitch, where can they find you? You want to find me on Twitter and talk more about Howard the Duck? I'm a. Uh, you can find me at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geekly Media. Please go on Twitter and help me convince Ian to start doing more Ian Explains <laughs> videos because <laughs> I need a Howard the Duck Ian Explains. Uh, if if I wasn't so lazy, <laughs> there's a lot of editing like. Eric used to do the editing for it, and those are so much editing goes into those. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I I, I could only imagine that that would be a that would be a big project every week. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not gonna re- relinquish on this. I'm gonna have people come and bombard you with it. <laughs> do it. You won't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Check out our Patreon. It's got exclusive material only our patrons can have access to. And whatever podcatcher you're using, uh, please rate and review us so it helps spread the word of our network. But until next time... This is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.